those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show, and here we are on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host, and we're about to talk movies here, talking movies because we love it. And I'm really happy to be introducing to all of you out there today, talking about the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. Everybody, raise your hands for Brendan Pomeroy Cohen. It's great to be on here. Amazing. How are you doing, Brandon? All good? Life is good? Yeah, life is great. How about you? Life is flowing. It's beautiful to be here. Even if Vancouver is giving a little bit of a cloudy day, still we got to bring that sun here in the booth and uh, just uh, sharing our passion and love for filmmaking. Now, Brandon, let me ask you before we go forward, who are you? So, my name is Brandon Palmer-Cohen. I'm the Marketing and Public Relations Manager for the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. I also help out with the Vancouver Chinese Film Fest. Uh, and I have seven other hats. Uh, I'm part of the film industry. I do freelance photography. Uh, wherever you see me, like I'm all over the place in Vancouver. That's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. And I do have to really focus on that photography because you showed me some of those oh, pictures yeah, and they yeah. look amazing, man. What's, tell me a bit more about that photography right so there. So right now I'm focusing on uh, mostly film, right? used to start off with digital. I started off doing photography in 2011-2012 uh, when I was working at Vancouver Art Gallery because I saw a couple uh, exhibits by Moybridge and Edgerton, right? Edgerton's the one that created the strobe light that we now use in clubs. Um, so it got me focused on that and like interested because there's a science to it, I discovered. And it just, I guess the invitation of exploring yourself and plus exploring the creative process I guess got me so interested in photography so I, right now I'm actually focusing now on uh, film photography like right now um, I guess last or just yesterday I actually have 150 cameras now wow yeah, isn't that a hell of a number right there know, holy moly that's quite some, an obsession one. yeah <laughs> it, is, it is quite an obsession like my wife uh, she doesn't really like it she's like why do you have so many cameras like a lot of people ask me this question Right, and it's just like I just love uh, film photography. I love photography. You love the authenticity of that film well, photography, right there. It's not just that; it's just like capturing the moment, mm-hmm. and you know, being in that moment, though, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what I love about it. Being in the moment is quite a word, right there. You know, it's so hard to be in the present. You know, it's, it's so easy it's to get true. distracted in 2019, huh? Oh yeah, it definitely is. With like the digital age, like texting, you know, social media, like it's very hard to. Um, stay focused, right? There's so much distractions going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm focusing on film because it's more like you're focusing on the moment itself. You're focusing on yourself. You're focusing in the present day. You're focusing on like the what's going on around you, like your whole surroundings. There's things I'm noticing now that I started with film just a month ago uh, in Vancouver. It's um, 
there seems to be quite a magic also around Vancouver, you know? Yeah. You can feel the texture, you can it's feel like the, you see the, the juice more. of Vancouver here. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You see things that you don't see usually. Like, you walk down the same street like a hundred times and you see the same... Uh, like before when you're focusing on digital right you're seeing the same thing but now with film you're seeing things differently you're seeing more detail you're seeing more architectural styles you're seeing people more you're seeing like not just the people but also their characteristics their mannerisms you're seeing also the physical uh representations all around you Mm-hmm. Right. Taking it back to like the substance of photography for yeah. sure. That's awesome. We could talk about photography yeah, the whole yeah, day, definitely. and one day probably we will. But today, I really want to talk yeah, a bit let's about focus more. On the yeah, film about the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival because that seems to be re- quite a, quite an idea right there to really bring together the community of young filmmakers in Vancouver. And we know that the community is so alive mm-hmm. here. I want to ask you the necessity of this film festival. So the necessity is to introduce the film industry to youths, which I believe. Uh, it's the future of the film industry, right? Is the youth. I know uh, you guys also do mentorship programs, is that right? Yeah, we definitely do mentorship programs. We That's what our goal is for next year. This year we were supposed to uh, reveal that, but next year we're actually going to focus more on mentorship programs. This year we're actually going to be, de- uh, be doing some screenings at the Vancouver Chinese Film Fest, which that's how it actually originated in 2017. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what's the relationship there? What's the story? Let's so jump started, into the history. Yeah, so it started by Christine Song and Paul Armstrong in 2017 at the Vancouver Chinese Film Fest, I believe. Uh, I was brought on in February of this year. Right now we're going to introduce... Um, yeah. That sounds uh, like... Uh, I feel like there is a lot of history right there. We're just going to yeah. um, explore a bit more also what it happens this year and next year in the range of the next two years. So for both of these film festivals. Yeah, so my goal right now is to actually make a mentorship program where I actually teach youths between 12 and 17 and 18 to 29. 18 to 29 would be more independent. 12 to 17 is more where there's more mentorship, uh, you know, where I hope to do collaborations with, you know, Vancouver Film School, different studios, like the one that we saw on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which Rogero and I, we first met two years ago. Uh yeah, so. yeah, that's quite a history right there. And just um, Brandon was mentioning the Trembling Void uh, opening party space. It was incredible. Trembling Void space, take 42 on Room Tone, the radio show. We had Ingo talking a bit more about this incredible space. And uh, they actually yeah. did the party this weekend. And that's where we crossed eyes again, Brandon and I. And it just fell right to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. make it happen. Because that's how we first met was through Ingo, right? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. life is the art of meeting. I think. That's how yeah. it flows for sure. Amazing. Well, let me ask you a bit about more the non-filmmakers youth how yeah. can they get to learn more about this process well that that's why i want to do the mentorship program is not just to introduce people who love film and stuff i want to also get people who are who have no clue about film right i want to introduce them the concepts of like not just like when you go to film school right you see things like cinematography directing like gaffing like lighting all these different aspects but you don't see things like writing you don't see the behind the scenes fully right a lot of people that aren't in the film industry they don't see that right whenever people uh walk by a film set they say oh there's filming but they don't see the whole hard work the commitment the struggles you know the sweat and tears that go into a film 
A course that takes you know? youth behind the camera fully, all the way behind. Yeah. It's so easy to get attracted by the big cameras, you know, on the shows, yeah, on the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's true, you know, there's so much to the craft and, you know, writing. Like there's them, like, so the much. Side of, it. of course, the there's so much that goes into the intimate side, but there's so much that goes into developing a film and also distributing the film. Yeah. That's a whole art form. And it seems like you're interested in writing uh, yourself. Do you write yourself? I, I wrote some short films and mm. some comedies, but. Uh, like I actually took part in the Frames Film Program and Intersections Media, uh, which are both based in Vancouver. Uh, phenomenal locations. There's also In Focus, which I recommend as well, mm -hmm. uh, which I heard great things about. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote some stuff and I produced and directed one short film back in 2017 of April, uh, which was shown at the film was a frames film program i guess mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. how was that experience for you it was a great experience you meet mm -hmm. a lot of new and interesting people uh for sure what do you think makes an experience great i think what makes an experience great is the people that you work with mm. tasty answer high five in the booth yep. that's a tasty answer right there it really goes back to to talk more about the community right because the community yeah. here is so so good and and and, well, and there's so much passion so diverse. right that's the thing with our community i mean there's this whole aspect that i keep hearing is like there's no sense of community in vancouver but i don't think that's true there's you just have to keep digging that's mm -hmm. the thing it's hidden that's a good way to put it you know and that's that's a uh, uh, fascinating because Sense of community is another interesting combination of words, you know? Mm -hmm. What does community even mean, you know? Maybe yeah, it's, it's, it's so a different complex. definition. Like, there's so many different meanings to what community means, exactly. right? It could be, like, different groups. It could be different, uh, you know, it could be, like, just anything, basically. What do you think is the future of Vancouver? I think the future of... Well, that's a hard question. Yeah, why not, man? Why you know? not? Why not? <laughs> Let it out. What's in your heart? Let it out. Let it out. Let's see. I think the future of Vancouver, like... With the way it's going, there's a lot of gentrification going on. There's a lot of building that's going on into Vancouver. But I still think that there will be an essence of community. There will be new groups that will sprout about. There will be new opportunities. Uh, yeah, there will be new opportunities that will come. And plus, they'll actually bring in more film industry experiences, I think, mm, or opportunities amazing. too. Because right? right now, what are we? like? We're not number one in Canada for filming, but... We're not number one in Canada for filming? I think we are number one in Canada for filming, mm. but I'm just being cautious because, like, you know, <laughs> just in case the people in Toronto, they're like, you know. I see what you mean. I see the, 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 yeah. the you know, there is like quite some rivalry going on over there, there Vancouver, is. Toronto. Like, well, because they have a giant studio, right? Mm. Whereas we, I'm not even sure if we have a giant studio. I know that we have a couple studios in Burnaby and... Yeah, studio is a big, is a big, um, is an interesting uh, uh, word right there because mm. I feel like the streets of Vancouver become a studio very easily, yeah, right? Exactly. And so you see all these production from LA coming up, you know, and this is where I really want to create a line. I want to cross, I want to mm -hmm. draw a line, you know, working in movies and making movies are two very different things. Yeah. It's very easy to, 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 you know, to, to get into the momentum of working in movies because mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. But are you a filmmaker at the core? Then make movies, you know, and learn the craft. And that's why those Definitely. mentorship programs are so go powerful. Go through those challenges. Go through those struggles. That's the whole point of it. Like, if you want to actually, you know, you want to make a difference in this world, you have to go through struggles and challenges, uh, especially in the film industry. Film industry, you're going to come across something that's going to, like, stump you. But, you know, you go over that obstacle. You jump over it. You open those doors. One door closes, there's going to be like seven or five doors, or yeah, seven to five hundred doors that will open up for you mm, later on, right? It's so tasty. That's how I first start. I know. Thank you. Uh, 
Give me a slow motion on that, man. I yeah. love the sound of that, man. Yeah, Woo. but that, that's what happened. Like, I had no clue about the film industry like three, four years ago, right? Like, I didn't even... I didn't care about it. I'll be honest. I didn't <laughs> really care about the film industry. I just took it for granted. Like, you know, you see movies. Wow, that's a great movie, right? Um, but now it's like... I don't know. Like, that one obstacle that I went through that one door that closed down there was like all these different doors right now I'm doing like nine different things right a couple of them are in the film industry a couple of them are in the art world uh, but yeah it's just like it led from one door right if that makes sense of course it does of yeah. course it does life is like that it's very unpredictable you know it's almost it like is. life already knows what it's you're meant like for the you know universe basically leads you to these different things yes like, you gotta why? trust it Why focus on one thing when you could focus on many things? Get your mm. tentacles out there. Mm. Get your right. tentacles out That's there. There you tell go. People, right? There you go. Polyphy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Amazing, man. I really like this energy. And, you know, this optimistic approach really opens the doors in the end. You Definitely know, because does. Because you have to be optimistic. The right? focus you have on life is really what creates the key to open that door. Exactly. I love the sound of that. And, you know, this is quite uh, remarkable because, um, again, Vancouver is such a dynamic city. It is. And it's always interesting to see it in film. Like, we've been in so many different films. And you just reckon, like right now, what was it, the uh, new Netflix show that Ali Wong's in? Uh, Enlighten Me, man. I, I can't remember what the title is, but I heard it's really good. I haven't seen it. But there's some places that they filmed in like I always go to Newtown Bakery in Chinatown mm -hmm. like I've been going there for three years <laughs> and it's like I talk to the staff there all the time and like recently like one of the staff told me that hey like I was in this Netflix show I'm like yeah I, I heard about that I saw it in the newspaper like was it Star Metro uh, yeah it was really cool but yeah the whole point like You never see Vancouver play itself. You always see it play like American or European cities or futuristic cities like, you know, based in like 2075 and, you know, it's really cool to actually see Vancouver. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is so much happening, you There know. Is. We are we, we need to be very grateful because mm -hmm. Vancouver flows very fast and if you want to grow, you grow with Vancouver, right? Definitely. I want to ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? That, again, is a really hard question. Ooh, why I don't not, know, man? like there's, because you can't really set yourself and like, You know, the, the question of, like, where you see yourself in five years, you can't really set yourself in, like, well, I'm going to do this in five years because you're going to do something different, right? That's what I, I, like, originally I started off wanting to be in the Coast Guard. I tried, yeah. I, wow, I, interesting. I volunteered for two and a half years in the uh, Roberts Bank Lifeboat Society, which was a marine search and rescue. It was all volunteer, all locals from Ladner. And, like, I was only with it for two years, and then I got involved with, like, the art world afterwards. Congratulations, you know, man. Wow. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Maybe because you have that touch. You never yeah. know. Life has seen that touch in you and wants to take you on a different route. It's just like I want to try something different every time. That's the thing. That's great, man. That's innovation. Yeah. Re-innovating itself, you know. And that's that's probably the toughest challenge, to re-innovate yourself in a society that is so easy to get stuck in. You yeah. know, everything is a bubble, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, don't follow whatever other people are doing. Do what you want to do. Yeah, man. Right? Take all those opportunities, like... Just get out there. Let it out. That's the way. Flat. That's how it goes, yeah. man. And that's a really good message to share. I mean, you it know? is hard for a lot of people. I understand that it will be hard and challenging, like, you know, to get outside your comfort zone. Like, um, and then that was the case with me as well. Like, when was it the biggest challenge for you? I think the biggest challenge, like, ooh, it was a couple big challenges. Mm, give yeah. me one of those. Give me one of those. I'm curious. One of those. Well, I have 
it's known as like Asperger's, right? So that's like a huge challenge for myself, meeting people, socializing with people, and um, yeah, yeah. So like that whole like right now, I'm like nervously excited. Right? So I'm <laughs> trying to contain good, that. Like you'll you'll hear me say um uh 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 like the whole time, but. That's yeah. the feeling you gotta have, you know. When you're nervously excited, when you're on the, when you have one foot in excitement well, and like one foot in fear, that's when you're in the optimal space. You always say, uh, uh, um, like you always like pause and you'll try and like articulate what you're gonna say next. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, with Asperger's, it was pretty hard socializing with people. Like I was actually felt like I was outcasted. That I wasn't like part of a group. And now that I'm actually doing all these things I love to do, exploring myself, exploring other opportunities it's just like you meet all these cool people right mm-hmm. that's what i love about the like i'm gonna go back to the film industry because it's a great example you meet all these cool and interesting people that you'll actually work with later on in the future like right now rogero and i like we've known each other for almost two years right like we've we've when we first met each other we didn't even know anything about each other right? <laughs> we just met as like what like pas i think right? i don't, I don't some, think i ever pa'd no, but it was uh, like, but it was something yeah, I, yeah. I, we're going to have to touch base on that note. Yeah. But it's so interesting to see the arc of it, you know, mm-hmm. that in two years, eventually people, you will cross paths with people again because this is Vancouver. Exactly. And it's it a big community a small, here in Vancouver. Yeah. Like my wife, she's from uh, China, right? And she calls Vancouver the village, which I kind of <laughs> find funny because it is kind of like a village because you run into people that you don't see for like two or five or ten years. Or like you just saw them, like you work with them like last week. Right. That's a great point, and yeah. I'm really excited. That's exactly why I'm excited for you with the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. Really, yeah, introducing all these youth into this very dynamic and bold film community. Yeah, you know, we're getting close to to our first break, so we're actually going to take a break. And today, we have a bit of jazz. You know, it it, it happened to be that both Brandon and I are huge uh, lovers mm-hmm. of jazz, and so this first track is a track that I dedicate to a very special person. The name of the track is a track played. By Miles Davis, so everybody enjoy. Good this choice. is four.
Wow, wow, some really nice, tasty track right there. That's four, of course, Miles Davis. Wow, sharing some of his whew, substance through jazz. That's some incredible music right there. And here we are back on Room Tone, the radio show. This is Take 47 with Brandon Pomeroy Cohen right here, representing the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. How are you doing, Brandon? All good? I'm doing really great. How about you? Amazing. Life is flowing. It's beautiful. I love it, man. I always love it. Being here in the booth, sharing mm -hmm. some of this passion and love and getting to meet new people. And we've been talking about the power of meeting new people here in the film community in Vancouver. Now, what's your message to the film community, man? Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> right? Keep making films. Uh, keep inspiring people. Just keep working with each other. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the whole point. That's the big yeah. point. Sometimes we need, we lack that lobby room, right? Definitely. To, we to need really to feed talk each about other. That. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Feeding each other is uh, crucial for community. Sense of community we've been talking about too. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival is, uh, is working for, right? Yeah. So that's what we're striving for is to actually create that sense of community. Like we want to gear or, uh, yeah, we want to gear towards locals, right? So we want to get local youths involved. Like this year we have... Uh, can't remember it was like 200 something different students or schools from China that are going to be showcasing their screenings at the VCFF wow yeah uh, which will be taking place between August 11th to 16th will be the Vancouver Chinese Film Fest uh, we'll have Paul Armstrong to talk about that later on um, but yeah there will be screenings at UBC and SFU which is to be determined uh, and there's tickets available for the public right now amazing yeah, on our Facebook page uh, just look up Vancouver Chinese Film Fest uh, but next year we'll actually have that mentorship program that I was talking about for Vancouver International Youth Film Festival amazing you know what yeah. we're going to do we're going to put the, this, the link in the description of this podcast as well on awesome. roomtonepodcast.com and what's going to happen is uh, um, we're going to get to talk a little bit more about the mentorship program when next year is going to actually come to life yeah what does the mentorship program involve that tell me a bit about the course I'm curious so like the, the courses that we have uh, for the mentorship program is like we have so we have like a couple programs uh, we don't have it we're still in the planning process of it but the programs that we're planning to do is for you know you learn how to operate the cameras you learn how to operate the lighting you learn the position of uh, production like post-production pre-production you learn the basically everything that goes into a TV show or film. You basically learn everything that's in it, right? Especially the screenplay writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screenplay writing. So, what about the instructors? What about the people that will actually teach these courses? So, we do have some people who are interested in instructing our youths, uh, which is really phenomenal and it's really great. Uh, which Christine Song would know more information on that. Of course, we're going to get to explore that world a little bit more. And uh, now I want to talk a bit more about your other hats, mm -hmm. especially in the arts. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. You've said you got around like seven or nine hats. Yeah, I got seven or nine hats. That's quite yeah. a lot of hats right That's there. That's a lot of hats. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite hat? Can I ask? Well, right now I started working as the event and rental coordinator at Dr. Sunitsen Chinese Garden, mm. uh, which is like a beautiful garden to actually uh, visit if you ever have the chance to. Um, and what else? Like I also do, like I help out sometimes on, in Gastown for one of the buildings, uh, helping with building management. Um, yeah, there's a couple other hats though. Wow, yeah. that's quite something. It's almost like uh, putting yourself in the position to learn new skills all the time. Exactly. And that, like as we were talking earlier, that's the whole point of Vancouver is like you're trying to learn new things in the city, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the sound of that, man. I love these words. I love this energy, yeah. Brandon. This is really good stuff right there. What is um what is the most challenging hat of all of those though? I think the the photography aspect of it because you're trying to get new clients you're trying to influence people you you know like social media for example like because the whole algorithms are going on and the whole like you know how instagram got rid of the public likes so now the public can't see how many likes you're getting on the photo but you could see it i think that has like a whole uh influence on your work because you're trying to like you know the more likes you have basically with this whole mindset Uh, yeah, the more likes you have in a post, then it's like, well, this post is great. Like, I'm doing great. Like, you know, maybe I should do this style. But now that they got rid of the public likes, it makes it harder for people to actually see how many likes are involved. Does well, that make sense? Wow, I had no idea about that. When did that happen? I think that happened like about two months ago, three oh, months wow. ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's uh, not a big uh, social media fan over here, but uh, no. I should have probably been well, looking I, after I this stuff. Social media. So sorry to over talk. Yeah, I use uh, <laughs> social media so. Uh, like I use it every single day, mm-hmm. right? I always try and figure out like what do I want to do for my next work? What is my next passion? What is my next uh, goal? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I always use social media to get inspiration. Like you know, you use uh, yeah, you use Instagram the most. Yeah, and it's it's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. So as a tool, you know, you can use it for good or exactly. it can become something bad. You know, we have to choose how to use that tool. But it could be an addictive tool. So that's why mm. we have to be very cautious and very careful of what, you know, like how we uh, use it, right? Yeah, and they're it's designed just, that way, actually. Huh? That's pretty scary right there. Yeah, well, it's just like that saying, like with great power comes great responsibility. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. man. Wow, just splashing some quotes right here. I yeah. love it, man. I love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let me go back a little bit more into the film industry and film community because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival also has a history with the uh, Vancouver International Youth Film Festival, and I think that's a really interesting aspect right there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to ask you a bit more about how you guys reach out to your audience and the filmmakers that actually share and screen their films. So Christine Song and Paul Armstrong, they'll know more information. Well, they'll tell you more information about that in like a couple minutes. But how I see the Chinese, uh, yeah, the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival is that it's geared towards not just the Chinese community, but everyone, right? It's not just because it says like Vancouver Chinese Film Fest doesn't mean that it's just geared towards the Vancouver Chinese community. If that makes sense. Of course, right? of course. Because a lot of our films are, if you actually look at the demographic, there's a lot of films and TV shows uh, based in China that are filmed in Vancouver, I've noticed. Uh, like, I remember eight or nine months ago, I saw, I think it was a Chinese production that was being filmed on Robson Street. And I thought that was really unique seeing that, right? Because, yeah, it's it's really unique to actually see that. Mm-hmm. Like, all these different demographics that are Uh, filming in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I guess that really mirrors the community of Vancouver because exactly. Vancouver, everybody's so diverse. It's so diverse. It's so multicultural. I love it. We love it, man. That's why yeah. we love Vancouver. Waviar is a pretty special place. At the same time, I want to challenge and explore this thought because mm-hmm. there is so much diversity that it seems like sometimes the city or the community is lacking integrity. Like, what do you mean by that? That's a really interesting statement right there. I feel like that we go back to that concept of sense of community, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you do notice that in Vancouver, like, a lot of new newcomers to uh, Canada or Vancouver, they actually feel kind of displaced. Like, you know, because it's a new... Like, just take this for example. You go to a new country, and then you feel like there's nothing there, right? You don't know anybody there. You 
you're not familiar with the whole surroundings so it's like well who can i be friends with that's that's your first priority is like i need to make friends right so you usually go with people that you're more familiar with i find hmm. right well i guess i guess it goes if down to interests it, yeah. does, it does it does it does it goes down to interests exactly you know? so i think that's why there's that whole feeling of that a lot of people see that there's a lack of community in vancouver but that's not the case like the whole uh essence of community is just meeting one another just you know go up to somebody say hi to them that's the whole point make eye contact with them because that's how vancouver was like from what my dad told me and like what my grandparents told me and stuff right because they grew up in vancouver during like the time when i was like so rich and vibrant like you had all this neon signs which i uh really wish was still around you know during like the 60s and 70s and 50s like you see all these beautiful photos and you see all these people like clustered about on the streets that <laughs> you don't see that anymore though right but yeah it's just vancouver had more character essence it looked like character it, essence because of community because people would come up to each other they would say hey how's it going like or you know, just get to know somebody that's the whole thing mm -hmm. and you've been growing up here in vancouver so you may know better for sure yeah, yeah for me it's just been three years so coming here it's a completely new thing uh, but i have to say i'm very curious to you know have the possibility one day get that time machine and jump back in time yeah. and uh, touch base with that community and as you said if you seek deep enough you'll find that community exactly mm -hmm. interesting vancouver is a very layered city it is right there. it's a complex place like i mean we we do have a small population i will admit that like compared to other cities like big major cities like new york city or san francisco and uh you know but it's our community right what makes the community is that we're unique we're always having new ideas new adventures uh you know you meet people like on the beach you meet people you know on robson street or vancouver art gallery for an example or you know Chinatown like I, I've met a couple people in Chinatown that I, you know I, I wouldn't think that I'd be friends with but yeah and one of the people actually is one of the people that we both know yeah. and we're talking about Rainbow John and yeah. if Rainbow John is listening right now shout out to Rainbow John right there it's been uh, the beginning of one of the, our conversations between Brandon and I of, on how we got to meet you mm -hmm. and uh, it's interesting really an interesting story yours as well because it's a, a really a representation of the sp spontaneous act of communication yeah so I first met Rainbow John which I have to say is like the most interesting person to talk to I first met him in 2012 at Bridgeport Station we're both waiting for the same bus to South Delta uh, Ladner right because that's where i was living at the time and just it was like late at night like i think it was like probably like past 11 p.m or 9 p.m or something like that and like i uh, all of a sudden he he started talking to me and i'm like well this is cool like you know nobody usually talks to each other at the bus stop right uh from my experience so like we started talking we we're talking for like two hours and we realized that the bus i think was delayed uh, by two hours yeah <laughs> and that's that's what made the conversation so interesting yeah. huh? but yeah we're just talking about non-stop or yeah non-stop about different uh, subjects from art to philosophy to and you know that's the key I think that there is quite some wisdom in that in that yeah. story you know in that anecdote because it's probably the lack of time Exactly. that we don't get to spend that time with the community well it's like when you lose track of time it's like that thing like you and enjoy something you lose track of time right i so love I, that and it leaves like a everlasting impression 
right? You'll remember that for like days on end when you have those type of moments. Taking the time to absorb the situation, to absorb the moment, mm -hmm. it's probably one of the hardest things to do. Definitely is. So hard to get stuck in the past or the future. So many exactly. things to worry about, especially in a city like YVR, you know? Yeah. So maybe take a moment out there, all of you listening, to absorb this moment. Whatever you are doing, you know? Acknowledge what you're doing. Acknowledge that moment. Just absorb the present for a little moment. That's all you need. And then you're going to be dropping the pin, you know? You're going to be pinning that moment. You're going to be taking a screenshot and saving it on the desktop of your mind. Mm -hmm. There you go. Leave it there and just uh, absorb it. That's that's a really. Uh, I'm very grateful for this conversation, man. This mm -hmm. is uh, very important. You know, we gotta remind remember this. We gotta remind ourselves yeah. about this. So that's that's what we're doing with the film. That's how I see it about film festivals. Is we're creating that essence of community. Uh, we're creating we're creating the community engagement, basically, right? We're introducing new concepts, new ideas for the viewers, and we're getting the viewers involved, though. Mm -hmm. And this right. is specifically directed to youth. So yeah. when we talk about youth, what's the age it's range? It's not just directed to youth too. Like it could be directed to everyone, right? We are all were a youth at one time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. But like this is a, uh, we're providing something that's unique because like when I was a youth, we didn't have something like this. Like, you know, I don't know if you had this as well. Like, uh, but yeah, this is like an opportunity for youth to actually learn you know, have the, op have the, uh, yeah, have the opportunity to actually get involved with something, to actually learn something, to actually build that passion, like start off early. The Vancouver International Youth Film Festival to teach the love of filmmaking to mm. youth. That's awesome. Yeah. I really, I'm like really looking forward to it. Explore your creative side. That's like, that's my goal is to actually get youth to actually explore the creative side. Because I look around and you see some youths like, you know, on their laptop or uh, iPad and, you know, always on social. Like, I, I see people who are, like, eight years old already having, like, a cell phone. When I was a kid, <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to I, have a cell phone. I, I actually remember that. And it's not that long ago because no. everything is accessible right now. But 10 years ago, 15 years 15 ago, everything years was so ago, different. Was like, it was so different, right? Like, you didn't, like, you know, when you're, like, 15 or 16, that's when you had, like, a cell phone. Like, <laughs> right? yeah. But then, like, you look at the, the generation before and, like, that didn't even exist. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's amazing how fast technology has grown mm -hmm. in, like, such a short span of time. And it's going to go even faster. It's exponential, exactly. huh? So when you ask me, like, what do I see Vancouver in five years, it, it's hard to say, right? It depends on which way we're going to go. Like, are we... You know, yeah, it depends like which way we're gonna go. Like, are we gonna take like a more technological aspect of it, or like, are we gonna still be the same technically, but with different uh, opportunities and different stores and different, uh, you know, like there's just that different mentality. Don't you think technology makes life easier? It does, but at the same time, I think it also brings in more challenges. Mm, what happens if tomorrow, just literally tomorrow, we wake up? And there is no more internet. I think everyone would probably like freak out. It's a it's a KO, man. It's a oh KO. But isn't is that it? the KO that the world needs to wake up again fresh? But that, that's hard. Like you can't just cut off something immediately, right? Because it, it we've grown so adapted. Like when you look at evolution, like uh, yeah, if you look at evolution, like we all adapt. It doesn't take like one day to adapt. It takes a couple years to adapt. Hmm. Right? There is an interesting uh, quote. Uh, from uh, from uh, Alessandro Magni, he said, when you can't untie a knot, just cut it. 
Mm. That's an interesting thought to just uh, keep thinking a bit more about and, uh, you know, just uh, get to explore a bit more what it means really to be human and even the, 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 the necessity of something like internet, you know, for yeah. us right now. It has become an, a necessity. Well, it's a necessity. Like, it makes everything so much easier. Like, if you look at, like, 15... 20 years ago it was all books right like internet I remember when the internet was first invented like I was probably like about 5 or 6 years old and it, I, like I remember the dial tone that came with the internet right you can use your phone at the same time as you're using the internet and it was like this annoying telefax uh, <laughs> for those that don't know like telefax is the long version of fax machine <laughs> <laughs> there you go Brandon yeah there you go um, yeah but yeah, you you had this like annoying sound that was just like, what is that? And now you don't even have that. Like like people, like my brother, he won't even. He's born in nineteen ninety eight, right? He's not gonna know anything about that. We have to really recognize and, and understand the importance of internet. It has brought so much, you know. Everything it is has. accessible, but that's exactly why everything is accessible. But that's too true. Like some countries, they don't make it accessible, though. All right, like as we're mm. seeing. Like, I can't mention it, but yeah, we're, we're seeing some countries where it, it's not accessible for others, right? So that's why it's, that's why I say it's, it's challenging to actually control the internet. But at the same time, like, you know, as that's saying, like I said before, like with great power comes great responsibility. And that uh, power is like the internet. It's a huge uh, milestone. What a fascinating imbalance that we are witnessing in this conversation. Yeah. Wow, man, that's beautiful. And you know, I really have to uh, thank you for that. And it's uh, about time for us to take our second break. Mm -hmm. And today, again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are huge lovers of jazz. And so today we're actually going to, we just played four with Miles Davis earlier. Right now I want to take a little bit more recent. I want to take you guys to a modern drummer, incredible energy from a drummer called Brian Blay. Everybody enjoy, this is Stoner Hill.
Holy moly, Brian Blade with Stoner Hill. Ain't that some juice right there? Where did that take you, Brandon? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> very good to hear, very good to hear. Sometimes that's the power of music, you know, taking you wherever you don't even yeah. know, you know? Your mind just wanders. I love it. Okay, Brandon, today we're actually here talking about the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival and we might have a guest here on the line talking more about the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. Can you hear us, Paul? I can. Amazing. Welcome on air on Co-op Radio 100.5 FM, Room Tone, the radio show. How are you doing, Paul? I'm, yeah, just great. Busy uh, working, working day, and doing this at the same time. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for taking the time to be here on the of show. Uh, it's here on the booth uh, with Brandon, and uh, I'm here, Ruggiero, and uh, I guess it's time to throw the first question at me because I'm really curious. I really want to hear from you about the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. Yeah, well, it was started by Christine Song a number of years ago. Uh, it's here to celebrate uh, any collaborations that can be done between Canadian and Chinese filmmakers and showcase the work of both Chinese and Canadian filmmakers. Uh, usually filmmakers from China come over here and for two years I actually went over to China with Canadian directors and worked with Chinese producers and uh, made short documentaries. That's how I first met Christine. So uh, there was an exchange uh, through something called Looking China in China where I brought over nine Canadian uh, directors and we made nine short documentaries uh, so at some point she's hoping in the future to do that with uh, Chinese uh, filmmakers to come over here and make some in Vancouver just like we made some in China um, and so each year we show those films uh, I'll be showing maybe uh, this year actually the, some of the films that are going to be shown are gonna be, have been made by uh, students in China for one of the screenings um, there's also going to be a special celluloid social club which I run which is a monthly screening of short films we're going to be showing um, some short films from China in that as well and uh, some of the filmmakers will be here possibly definitely one of them will be Sheldon Larry who's a uh, uh, an Emmy nominated uh, producer he was an instructor in Shanghai uh, film students we're going to be showing some of those films and he'll be here um, and uh, so there's going to be lots of great uh, collaboration between Canadian and Chinese filmmakers. I love the sound of that, Paul. That's such a great idea, and I really thank you for putting in the work to create this bridge because it's something that Vancouver has the resources for, and we just need the bridge. And somehow you are becoming that bridge with the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. How can people get to know more about it? Well, we've got uh, we've got uh, the website. Um, so the, the, the actual festival starts August 11th until the 16th. And uh, it's um, it's running every day at different venues. That's interesting about this festival is not one venue, so it's going to be everything from Science World for the opening to the Michael J. Fox and Burnaby for the closing. Uh, maybe some screenings at PFS and at the Cellulite Social Club and the Anza Club. So it moves around all around the lower mainland, so people can um, hopefully wherever they live get a chance to go to at least one of the uh, one of the venues. Um, and uh, and then it's, it overlaps, of course, with the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival, which uh, Christine started as well. Um, there's a, uh, a website uh, that they can go to. The, um, what we're going to do uh, is we're going to put the, the link in the description of this podcast, and uh, we're just going to get to share a bit more about information about the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival and the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. Incredible initiatives, guys. This is to both of you, mm -hmm. Paul and Brandon. Really, congratulations, because... Uh, it's it's this work that really makes Vancouver such a fluid city in the film community. So thank you guys. What's your message, Paul, to the film community? Just go out and make it. 
Mm, I love that right there from Paul Armstrong. It's been such a great support, really a pillar of the indie film community here in uh, Vancouver from so many years. How many years, Paul? Well, over 20. Wow, man, isn't that quite something? Thank you so much, Paul, you know, and uh, let me um let me let me ask you one more thing, you know, because yeah. we know that you've been here for so long and I want to ask you, we've been struggling with this question here and during the uh, this episode. Where do you see Vancouver in 5 years? Well, hopefully making more uh, local films and still being a service city, but also uh trying to attract more funding for mm. people here to tell their stories as well and make their films. So, I'm hoping that I love that. I love that, Paul. Thank you so much. That was awesome. And thank you for uh, for uh, this uh, quick phone call. I really appreciate you having here on the show as always. And uh, let me just uh, um, let me just say goodbye with a good clap over here, okay? So, Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show. A big bye-bye from uh, myself and Brandon. See you around, okay? Enjoy, all Paul. Right, ciao, ciao. Okay, Woo. bye. Grande. Thank you so much, Paul. All right, all right. That was amazing. So happy, so happy to 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 really be here. You know, it's uh, it's always a, a pleasure and a privilege to be here, talk more about movies, mm -hmm. share our passion and our love. How are you feeling in this very moment, Brandon? Feeling pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So good. It's so much fun, right? It definitely is. Like this is my first time I'm on radio. It's 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 a really exhilarating uh, experience. It's a lot of fun, and you know, I have to say, it's communication. This is the exactly. beauty of radio, you know? It's not about the, the, the visual impact, right? It's just communication straight mm -hmm. out of the heart, through the throat, out of the mouth, you know? Yeah. That's how it and is, you know? Into the ears. Into the ears, yes, there you go, there you go. They really take us and make us wonder, you know? Because mm -hmm. when we don't use our eyes, we have the chance to visualize. That's mm -hmm. the power of radio, you know? I love it, I love it. And I guess, you know, we're really approaching the time to wrap this whole burrito up. Can you believe it? One hour has gone by real fast. Yeah. Can you believe that? felt just like 20 minutes that's pretty <laughs> impressive but i love it you know i really love the um the the the, the how we can trick time in this booth you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now before we go we have two quick things to do okay very quick we're gonna we're gonna just fly through those the first one is the one minute pitch okay are you ready i'm gonna throw that clock i'm gonna make it happen and you got one minute to pitch anything you want one minute to pitch anything anything you want here right. we just gave the chance to the guests to pitch anything for one minute. I'm going to hit that clock. Are you ready? Yep. One, two, three, let's go. So I'm going to pitch the Vancouver Chinese Film Fest, which we start on August 11th to August 16th. We have a delegation that's coming on the 10th, and the opening ceremony starts on August the 11th at 8 p.m. So as I said, there's tickets uh, open to the public. We do have a cruise that you can actually participate in. Uh, there's only 100 seats open to the public for that. Uh, a lot of that information is on the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival's Facebook page and website, uh, as Paul Armstrong talked about. Uh, what our film is also going to showcase is also the closing ceremony and the Maple Leaf Award. So it's the Maple Leaf Award, uh, which is given every year for this year is the seventh year uh, for that film festival. Wonderful. Yep. And that's the pitch right there for the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. More info in the description of this podcast too. Brendan, Brendan, Brendan. Mm -hmm. All right. We are at the end of the show. Five questions out of the Proust questionnaire. Are you ready? Five questions? Five questions out of the Proust questionnaire. Okay. Randomly. Let's go. Let's All go. Right. Where would you most like to live? I'd still live in Vancouver. Mm. Like I've been to many places in the world and... Nothing beats Vancouver, honestly. Like, I love the vibe. I love the people. I love this city so much. Tasty. What is your greatest extravagance? G 
greatest extravagance yeah. would probably be my 150 cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely, I man. Mean, most definitely. You know, some people have cars, some people have clothes, some people, you know, like it's food. To me, it's, it's the cameras. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good to hear, man. It is quite impressive. Now, who are your heroes in real life? What? My heroes in real life. Ooh, that's a really hard question. Well, Batman. There you go. I, there you go. I have a funny story with that, but I don't think we have enough time to tell. Shoot it, man. We do. Shoot it. Quickly. Okay. So when I was like four years old, right? You know, remember when Adam West was playing Batman on TV? There was like reruns. This was like the 90s. I was four years old and I ended up breaking my nose because I was pretending that I was Batman while that TV show was on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots of blood uh, after I hit it on a glass coffee table and yeah, it was a pretty painful experience. Wow, interesting right there. Okay, that yeah. is the fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your most treasured possession? My most treasured possession would be my wife. Ooh, there you go. Very <laughs> she's easy. listening. Like, I hope that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, this is leading us to the fifth question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Well, that's a really hard question because perfect happiness is within yourself I feel right that, that's the whole thing is like what are you have you have to be happy within yourself in order to actually achieve perfect happiness right it's not just material items it's not objects it's not you know I mean some people it's it's food it's items it's things like that but like yeah it all has to come within your soul within your heart mm, isn't that a beautiful message to wrap this whole episode up Mm -hmm. Brandon, 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 that was uh, quite an hour we had here chatting, oh, yeah. exploring so much, really, and Love talking about back. the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival, the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. And, uh, you know, it really goes back to that quote from Vinicius G. Moraes, life is the art of meeting. And it's been a pleasure to getting to know you. Any last shout outs? Uh, no. <laughs> no, uh, then it's no. time to wrap the whole episode. And this was Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Ruggiero, your host. Cop Radio 100.5 FM, talking movies because we love it. Every Thursday, 11 a.m. right here. And right now, I want to launch you into the rest of your day, into the rest of your week with that really special treat. Everybody, please enjoy. This is a track I personally really love of modern jazz. This is a track called Stranger Searching from a Japanese band called Ronin Orchestra. Everybody, enjoy. Enjoy.